Christmas mysteries. Christmas no mysteries. No way, that sounds great. Yeah. Oh, Christmas mystery. Oh, the- oh Christmas mystery. <laughs> nice. The thing <laughs> is, Dave, I'm pretty sure we did the same, uh, yeah? the same genre two years ago because uh, Reese Howell yeah. has given us gold, frankincense, and murder this week. Mm. Which is something we did two years yeah. ago with you. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Do we have to do it again then? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've got to do, like, we, we want to feel like it's 2018 again. So <laughs> That's uh... a fair point, yeah. Let's just do that. That's a good, that's a good shout. I mean, look, uh, but... I, you've had so many episodes since then. If you just rerun that episode, I don't think anyone will notice. They'll just feel nostalgic. <laughs> they'll just be like, wow, I, I just feel like I'm in the past somehow. And I don't just, know why. Uh, we, we record the bit where I said, this uh, title was given to us by Reese Howell. Yeah. And uh, they got in touch with us on Twitter. Like, <laughs> yeah, because 2018 was pre-Twitter, wasn't it? <laughs> they, they got, they got in touch. Yeah, this this title was by Reese Howell, and they got in touch with us on Telegram <laughs> by Morse code. They got in touch Gold with us on Stop. They got in touch with us on Parler. <laughs> they got in touch with us on. MSN Messenger. <laughs> oh, imagine. ICQ. But, uh, you, should, you, should pivot, uh, you should pivot fully to ICQ so that no one can contact you unless they get an, an ICQ account. Can you still get ICQ accounts? I don't know. I, I, um, I don't know what one is. Okay. ICQ was MSN, but became first and was better. Ah. And it was... And it went, oh, when you got a text message. It was brilliant. And Excuse me, Dave. I don't believe they had those packs of emojis that you could get on um, no. on, on banner ads that went, hello, say something. You couldn't get those, so exactly. it can't possibly be as good. Exactly. You've made my point for me. Mm. But the thing that ICQ had that no other messaging service had or has is you could, this was optional, but you could turn on like live i don't i can't remember what they called it but it meant that you could see the typing as it was being typed so it wasn't like no one typed and then sent a message and then someone typed and sent a message it was rolling you could see the words appearing and you were talking to each other in real time but with oh, type weird. and it was like i know that sounds weird but it was really good because it had I mean, the, it had the same ebb and flow as like a real life <laughs> conversation have you ever tried doing um, work on a Google Doc while someone else is collaborating with you? Yes, and it doesn't work, and it's ridiculous. That's the thing. We had this figured out in ICQ in the 90s. What, what's going on? Why can't Google do it when these random guys could? I thought an ICQ was something that I saw outside the post office the other day. It's cold out there, stay safe (laughs) You you are a one, Tom, you are a one (laughs) So uh, Reese Howell has also given us So because I've responded to that saying We've already pitched this, Reese Here's a link to that episode (laughs) Go have a listen to it Good Obviously, news. as as our as our grand to- as our total of pitches increases, we are doing that more often. I think we might have done that like twice in the last month. Yeah, yeah, we've had quite <laughs> a few different. Uh... Well, look, gold, frankincense, and murder. That is a no offense to Reese, but that's a classic pun. Like that's probably been on The Simpsons. That's yeah. probably been on like seventies light entertainment shows. 
I, it's yeah you have to get weird for to to meet one that you definitely have never done before luckily i think your audience is up to the task and keep sending mm. in extremely weird ones mm. <laughs> well, well uh, reese howell has said uh, then then surely uh, in which case surely time for a sequel gold frankincense and murder 2 the bethlehem beheadings <laughs> Is it set on the same day? Like, I, I don't think anything really happened be- in Bethlehem apart from the apart bear from brackets Bethlehem. No, the bear brackets Fleur and brackets <laughs> headings because it's like beheadings <laughs> but with Fleur in it, making it Bethlehem. The Bethlehem headings, yeah. <laughs> the Bethlehem headings. <laughs> that like imagine going to a to a production house with that title and they're just like why and you're just like well and then you have to say well no you see think you of put it written down in brackets <laughs> just get me a whiteboard i'll show you uh... <laughs> and then you have to come up with a reason why like in the script something is fleur and that's very important to the story that fleur is a word <laughs> <laughs> so, so why do you yeah, want he said, 500 just, just million before, pounds <laughs> just because just before he uh, pulls the uh, pulls the lever on the guillotine that does the beheadings he goes flair um, it's like McClunky in that many explains ways. it yeah yeah, yeah. That's just, a, before, like, just before you uh, just before Greedo shoots he shouts McClunky all the time that's a good callback to something and, and, and we were recording hope. Edit a new hope. So instead of going McClunky, Gwynny goes Flair. <laughs> what? Flair. <laughs> Pew. Um, I like. Oh, are there any? Here's a, here's a question. Are there any extant Christmas movies that are mysteries? Oh, there must be. Probably. Like. The for the for the title post, I was really struggling to think of one. Mm. For the title post, I put in Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, which is a court case um, uh, mm. involving Santa, right? Mm. And yeah. part of court cases, and I haven't seen Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street maybe ever, but I think I have seen it ever. I think I saw it in RE when I was like fourteen. Yeah. But um, uh, the yeah, not joking. That's what RE was in our school. What's it got um, to do with RE? I don't know. Ed, that is a great question. I suppose maybe oh, yeah. they do they do they go into the like the logistics of belief and stuff. I think they do. Yeah. Yes, I I do think that, that that's part of it. Right. It wasn't that, that like, your RE teacher was like, well, some people believe in Father Christmas. So here's a film. <laughs> I mean, I think it might have been in a little of uh, <laughs> T- Timothy Colomay there. Um, <laughs> you know. Timothy uh, <laughs> Colomay. That joke has been twisted so much. <laughs> that you just say you just putting Timothy in front of a bit of column A, a bit of column B. You're not even yeah. pretending that, that <laughs> Timothy Chalamet exists. Um, but yeah, um, so uh, whereas all yeah. other jokes, it is assumed that you are pretending that Timothy Chalamet exists <laughs> <laughs> for the duration of the joke. No, I've, I've never not. seen him in anything. <laughs> Well, that's the thing, Tom. Uh, that's the thing, Matt. There's no point doing an example because the joke wouldn't have anything to do with <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, You're yeah. just pretend, not acknowledging, <laughs> pretending that he exists throughout the joke. 
Uh, a bit of Timothy Chalamet, a bit of Timothy Chalamet. Like that's the that's the punchline to a joke. Yeah, a very, a very funny one <laughs> that does not that does not assume that Timothy Chalamet exists. A bit of Timothy <laughs> Column A. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Listen, Timothy it's, Column A? It's going in the lead scenes as a callback. Listen. Who is some... Timothy Column A? <laughs> Um, right. <laughs> Miracle on 34th Street, though, I think... Starring Timothy Colomay. A lot of, um, a lot of those, uh... Have you previously uh, said a bit of Timothy Chalamet? Yeah. Or is that... Yes. Have no. you skipped that stage altogether? D- Dave, Dave, this, this is a joke that Matt came up with a punchline for about a year ago. Yeah. It's a very good joke. It is. You, it, d- just well, say no, a no, bit no, of Timothy Dave, Chalamet. That's great. It's... It's a bit. It's a good punchline. The problem is, it's not a good. There isn't a good setup for it. No, it doesn't matter. No, no. Any time you would normally say a bit of column A, a bit of column B, you say a bit of Timothy Chalamet, a bit of Timothy Chalamet. That's it. It doesn't. Yeah. I suppose ideally, the thing they're asking you about would be a, a film he's in, and if you like it, let's say. Yes, That'd yeah. be the well, the, that, that's that. That's the, that was the setup we were trying to manufacture. Yeah. Mm. Um, but no, no yeah. I agree. I agree. I think that it is funny. Mm. And hear me out. Mm-hmm. When things sound like other things. Yes, agreed. I think that's funny. Yes. And I think that is a, that is a joke in itself. <laughs> like, yes. But other I, people I guess the setup would disagree. Be like, who is arguably the weakest part of the new Little Women film? A bit of Timothy no, Chalamet. No. A bit of Timothy no. Chalamet. No, that's not as good. That's not good enough because you don't say a bit of column A, a bit of column B, to answer yeah. the question, who's the yeah. wor- weakest part? What you need is to say something like, do you think that Do you think that the New Little Women is a, a good direct adaptation of the book, or do you think it's a complete revisionist version of the story? Well, a bit of Timothy Chalamet. You know, that... that or, in, yeah, or indeed... Yeah. I think we're heading indeed, there. I think we're nearly do you there. Think, do you think it's, it's, a, it's a good adaptation of the story, or do you think it's hampered by a poor, a poor male lead? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. The joke practically writes itself. Um, no, 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 it, it doesn't. We are working very hard right now <laughs> to write it. We've worked very hard over the last year yeah. to write this joke. Well, look, this is the first time I've ever heard that you've been trying to do this, so you can't have been working that hard. Oh. <laughs> a bit Behind of the scenes, I've been, been labouring. I've been toiling in the joke mines. <laughs> what were we talking about before? What, so what anyway, well, I, 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 tried, I, on. I genuinely tried to bring us back three times. Miracle um, on 34th Street. <laughs> that's right. That's, right. right. that's the closest I can find to a mystery Christmas movie. Um, because it's like most court cases have those kind of like, oh, we've just discovered there's a there's a final piece of evidence that we could ha- have for you know that sort of thing. My my actual my hunch is actually that it's a little girl who does a, a, a an impassioned plea to the judge mm. um, that that eventually gets Father Christmas off death row or whatever it is in 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 that movie. Um, but <laughs> Father Christmas off death row. Yeah, well, that's what I assume. That's what yeah. I assume is the yeah is, is the conceit there. I can't think of anything like you. You that's what you, that's how you do movies, right? Is you just raise the stakes as far as you possibly can. For instance, the Santa Claus ain't a mystery, right? Yeah, I don't think Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street is a mystery exactly. Mm. It's just is this thing we are positing true or false? Hmm. 
and, and we as an audience are all expected to be... Yeah. It's true, of course, because of the magic of Christmas. Now, the movie Prometheus is set on Christmas Day. Is this? Like, it, it goes out of its way to tell you it's a Christmas movie. Oh, see, I never realised that because of how stringently I was told not to watch the film Prometheus and therefore <laughs> don't, didn't. Don't. I tried to put it on earlier because I was mm. like... I've given Ridley Scott. I need to watch a Christmas mystery. That's what yeah, you're thinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need to watch a Christmas mystery. I was like, I could, I could sort of say I'm doing some research on Christmas mysteries because I remember this film being set at Christmas and there's a lot of mysterious stuff that happens in it, um, and it's it's kind of a, it's also a horror movie. It's uh-huh. it's by and large just a Christmas horror movie. Uh, that has nothing to do with Christmas, really. Uh, what about Iron Man 3? Oh, that is a good one, actually. That's, That's a Christmas No, it's Christmas. not. You're, you, no, you're flailing. You're trying to come up with films that are just tangentially set at Christmas. I've seen Iron Man 3 multiple times, and I couldn't. I hadn't remembered it was set at Christmas. We need a more well, Christmassy film than that. It's because it came out in May, uh, and the DVD was released <laughs> in October. But it was set at Christmas... <laughs> The, a large plot point involves a Christmas present. Yeah. 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 Okay, look, I obviously can't remember awesome much about the film. Well. <laughs> yeah. No, we need to... No, no, I just don't think there are Christmas mysteries, really. Even though... No. Uh, well, well, no. There are many Christmas mysteries, but they're not like a film... They're not films. They're episodes of mystery TV shows. So there'll be loads Poirot's of... Christ- got a Christmas mystery. Yeah. For example, yeah. I bet there's loads of Murder, She Wrote ones. Mm. I've got a Christmas mystery. Got him. Immaculate Conception. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That is a mystery. That's the end of that joke. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I think I like that joke more than I'm laughing at it. If that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that's good to know. Thank you for letting me know. Yeah, it, that's it. It's yeah because you nice wouldn't have that. you wouldn't have any other means of of knowing because I wasn't responding <laughs> yeah. in a different way than that. So. It's nice to have those remedial those remedial points. Yeah. For me, Dave, it's yeah. a bit of Timothy Colomay, a bit of Timothy Colomby. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's go on with pitching some. <laughs> now we've uh, yeah, we've that... aptly discussed the genre of Christmas mystery. That and... Works for deleted scenes. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So from fingers to hand, we've got Detective Claws. Detective. Okay. Claws. So what? So and. It's Santa. He is a detective. Yeah. Of what? What what mystery would he be interested in? Well, is it Santa or is it Mrs. Claus? Well, hang on. Wait a minute. It can be either of those and it can be Mrs. Claus and I'm starting to think that is better. But what it still is, either way, is she is investigating the the fringe cases where they don't know yet whether uh, someone should go on the naughty or the nice list <laughs> and there's questions and it's like right i've got to we've got to properly like crack this case to find out if this person is guilty or not of stuff i love what i want what i i love charlie's Ferron as mrs claus having a minority yes. report-esque room where she goes through recordings of ki- children being bad or good and she's deciding <laughs> that's it. Where she's, she's like using using these gloves to sort of 
pinpoint like different different sort of edge it's, cases of being naughty or nice mittens and it's not even yeah it's not even video it's like yeah it, it's sort of like she's doing this with gloves but it's just elves moving pieces <laughs> of paper around and, yeah. like, and they bring it up towards you she's like zoom expand and it's just like a, a drawing a drawing just suddenly magically gets bigger no, they, or just, no, just comes bring towards it closer. Her. yeah 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 <laughs> she goes zoom expand and this this kind of like drawing of like their little brother or whatever that they've done with with stink lines coming off him just gets closer yeah <laughs> Why have we got to so do this like, again? Oh, she really loved the film Minority Report in 2002. So we've just got to we've just got to keep doing it uh, for, for 18 years. We've been we've been the, the weird see-through computer video people. <laughs> I feel like we could we could condense that uh, that that line of dialogue down to "Damn you, Spielberg!" <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it's a living. <laughs> Literally, that's the vibe. Um, yeah. But I kind of, I kind of want this to be a. Um, oh, Mrs. Claus does a lot of work. Does does most of the work for Christmas beforehand, mm. uh, and and Santa Claus gets all. The, yeah, all because the this goes around the year. This isn't. This doesn't happen at Christmas. She's an mm, operative yeah. in the real world all the time. She's got this constant job mm. to be a detective and find out what. She, and it's children. It's chiefly what children have done wrong or right, yeah. I think. But like, yeah. yes. okay, so what it is, is that kids famously tell on each other, don't they? And like, mm-hmm. even though like, y- y- there's this sort of sense of like, oh, telltales, being a t- telling tales is a bad thing. Nevertheless, you kind of also, when you're a kid, think it is the right thing to do because you're like mm-hmm. on the side of justice when someone does something wrong. So they go to her. Like, the ultimate authority, when a kid tells on another kid, is it somehow it gets to the office of Detective Claus. And it's her job to, like, figure out whether it's right or not. And a lot of the time, it doesn't need doing. Like I say, this is an X-Files situation. Most of it is open and shut. It's only the weird ones that go to her, the ones where no one can figure out what happened, the ones that are fringe cases... It may even be that they are X-Files in the sense that some of these are unexplainable phenomena. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what we're saying is, at the start, we see that, yes, someone's going on the naughty list because uh, pinch zoom. Yeah. Um, they've drawn a picture of their little brother with stink lines coming off and given it to all, the, all their classmates. Or whatever. Yeah. Okay, um, naughty list. Tick, 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 tick. Good call for them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the next one that comes up is... A mysterious, like, uh, it's got to be something, it's got to be something that is childlike, right? A childlike prank yeah. that no one has actually done. And it's it's unexplainable almost. So, like, there's a stink bomb being dropped in um, in, in the classroom. Right. But nobody dropped yeah. it. Or, yeah. like, I don't know, like, the, I'm to... <laughs> I know who dropped it. I, I, I know who uh, who done it. Was it the faceless man from the X Files? <laughs> was it? No, no, was no. It, it was. It was the it. teacher. Oh. There's corruption. There's corruption. Oh, yes, it uh, goes all it. the way to the top. Yeah. Okay. So all it is is that the teacher just farted really badly. But, yeah. <laughs> um, in comes you know another member of staff and goes, "What is that?" And the teacher says to that person, "Oh, that's uh, I think it's that kid. I think it's the new kid or whatever." And that gets to the desk of Detective Claus, yeah. and it's like, "Okay, yeah. do I put that kid on the naughty list 
for the because it's a particularly egregious smell. Like it's not. Yeah. You, yeah. You'd have to go on the naughty list for this. It's they that had bad. to get hazmat suits in. <laughs> well, here's, here's the thing. It. Here's the thing. The reason the stink bomb thing comes up is that because there's a bit of worry about this, whether whether or not the teacher just farted and tried to cover it up, right? <laughs> so, like, in order to make sure that that wasn't thought yeah. of, the next day that other teacher comes in, they actually drop the teacher actually drops a stink bomb. Yes. So that they've got the shards yeah. of the stink bomb to show. Yes. And pin it on, uh, and they can pin it on a child. Yes. Yeah. I, I really like, and because they're wearing hazmat suits and half the school's been cordoned off, they can get in without really being noticed to, yeah. to drop the evidence. And uh, and yeah. It, it, <laughs> so, so hang on, the original fart caused the hazmat suits. Yes, yeah. The stink and, bomb. Well, yeah, no, was because this is there. why it escalates. Because the, the uh, I recently read an account of, it might have been on like Fessel or something, I don't know if it's true, but I recently read an account of someone who did fart so badly that their building was evacuated and (laughs) safety precautions were put in place and when the safety people came round to check like actual safety people I don't know if they were in hazmat suits but they came round I think they were and they to check the place actually a load of safety violations were discovered and the building had to be like redone spending a lot of company money to be like to come up to standards and it was purely because someone just farted badly and it was that person (laughs) so it can be that like this teacher just drops one so badly that the building has to be evacuated and like scanned for like asbestos and things and um and it and it does turn out that a lot of like local council whoever it is that pays for school repairs has to be spent and um and so imagine, so they, they, they imagine pinned, putting so, that on your end of year personal report yes i did a thought thing. that exposed a lot of that's the thing the... but nothing is found so they're about they, the teacher knows that they're about to find out with their equipment that with their e-meters and stuff their f-meters that it was just that someone guffed so the yeah. teacher needs to make it more than that otherwise they are their jobs on the line yeah, yeah. and so or, or just like it would be a huge embarrassment or, or something yeah. so it's it's a special year the school is like up for some kind of an award or something so they can't afford it so the teacher does have to frame a student and mm. it's a bad student it's a naughty kid for dropping yeah. this yeah. thing and that kid I, was about to be on the good list he's had a good year a, a naughty he's kid on, that's, yeah, he's that's a, trying to do good yeah yeah, year. it's it's yeah. a disruptive kid, not necessarily a naughty kid, mm. right? Like a kid who has been in trouble mm. but is just trying their hardest now to focus. Yeah. Especially since the warning letter from Santa last year. And, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, so the teacher frames that kid and it's Detective Claus is on the case. How would Detective yeah. Claus detective that though? Like the 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 oh I oh well, the normal ways. Fingerprints like footprints yeah. just like they they figure the minority out minority report board they figure ooh, out ooh. and the the pocket money list it's like it's like okay how much pocket money do you do you get you spent yeah. that on i have a i have a receipt here that says you spent that much on physicolas yes. you spent that much on um on pop yeah you couldn't have afforded a stink yes. box yes 
Yeah. <laughs> they get him on their taxes. <laughs> 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 so the teacher, the teacher, like, uh, you know, has the receipt for and is seen going into the stink bomb shop, the joke shop. Listen, I only needed that place for one thing. <laughs> I mean, that's the smoking gun, isn't it? That's the yeah. main piece of evidence is the teacher going into the stink bomb shop. <laughs> That's the first place you'd go. You'd say yeah. to the stink bomb proprietor, <laughs> who, who's come in recently out of this class of 24 kids and a, and a teacher. <laughs> He's like, the teacher, the teacher. Well, I don't sell to children. But of course, but of course. I knew the, that bastard um, was up to no good reason, the moment he walked into my reason, stink bomb shop. For some reason, this stink bomb t- t- seller, vendor of stink bombs, doesn't sell to children. So <laughs> chil- children are always like t- t- talking people into going in and buying them for them. <laughs> like alcohol. Yeah. No, here's the thing: the stink bomb vendor, this this exclusive stink bomb, stink bomb vendor, the joke shop is owned by the brother of the teacher. <gasps> so like, so it's it, Mrs. Claus has to go and in, dive into that stuff because the the teacher at first is not even suspected. No. Right? Because we're, we're framing... Remember, we're framing the movie as if it's a kid what done this. Yeah. Mm. And we, we've we got to have a red herring as well. We've got to have... Is it Percy, the perfect uh, perfect boy who never does anything yeah. wrong? Like, we have a red herring that suggests that maybe it is yeah. him um, trying to trying to frame bad boy Billy. Yeah. Um, and and actually, that turns out to be wrong. Um, we learn something about, about the people around us. And then we find out the teachers suck. They don't, though. Yeah. This one does. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was lost in thought then about how bad a businessman you'd have to be to open just a stink bomb shop and then not to sell to children. Not sell to children. It's, uh, the place is called the Military Industrial Jokeplex. <laughs> not stink, not stink bombplex. No, 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 no. no. He, he sells a lot more sort of weapons of joke destruction. Um, <laughs> what ruining jokes? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, if someone's halfway through telling a joke and you drop a stink bomb, that's gonna ruin. Yeah, it. yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> do, so I mean, does he? So the question is, does he sell? Is it a joke shop that sells jokes, or is it a shop that ruins jokes? And and I think it's a, a little bit of Timothy Chalamet, a little bit of Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, to go back to that. Uh, <laughs> to go back to that joke. <laughs> It's just it's just ruined that joke. That not very <laughs> that that not very good good joke. Uh, <laughs> I think we know which which pitch is going to be in the deleted scenes this week. <laughs> Maybe so far all of them. <laughs> Hello, just want to say thank you for listening to the Lives of Pitch deleted scenes. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, maybe consider sharing it with your friends on social media, by word of mouth, anywhere really. Maybe put it onto a a thumb drive and just throw it at someone. And maybe even reviewing it on wherever you got it. If you find it somewhere on iTunes or Acast or wherever, maybe review it there. Five stars, thumbs up, give everyone the heads up. Like I said before, thank you. Cheers. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye.